So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. Amber Dennis recently said to me, sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. And the fact she's my baby cousin from my favourite side of the family is a bit of a disclaimer as to why she's never had to pitch to be on this podcast. But ultimately, she's wrong about the balance of importance in her statement because the most important part of this incredible blend she's put together to create really good Perth is, in fact, what she knows. Because Amber has 35 years of lived experience of being a disabled person, just as many major operations under her belt, and an adulthood of being a wheelchair user. She has what you could safely say is a darn fine knowledge base about accessing the world in a different way. In 2021, after years of barriers to her inclusion and access and throwing in some pretty major life changes, having never run a business before in the midst of a pandemic, she launched Really Good Perth and boy has Perth responded with a resounding yes please. So many of the fine women I interview on this podcast are at the point where they're years and years into their first or second or multiple streams of income over to multiple businesses but Amber is fresh. Really Good Perth is brand new and I thought it would be helpful for our startup listeners to hear her story so far and be able to ask her all the questions while being so new to the business world, and and that's still fresh in her memory. Before we start, uh, we're going to get some labels down. Uh, Amber is she, her. I'm not allowed to call her Amby. (laughs) Amber, how do you identify as, uh, from a disability perspective, are you a disabled person? Are you a person with a disability? Do you use wheelchair user? How would you introduce yourself? I am 100% a disabled person. Mm -hmm. I am also a wheelchair user. I am a mum. I am Amber. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Okay, so I've kind of summarised up very quickly then what the first six months of your business ownership looks like from the outside, from an outsider's perspective. Yep. Can you give us some highlights on what it's been like from, from your perspective? What's oh, my goodness. There have been so many highlights. Uh, businesses reaching out to me saying, oh, I've heard about your business. Would you like to come in and give us an accessibility audit? And I'm just like, yes, that is what I want to do. Uh, so many people sending me messages going, I've heard about you. Or meeting people in person saying, oh, I've heard what you do. It's really great. Great idea. So uh-huh. those have been the highlights, having people recognise what I'm doing and actually loving it yeah and really quite quickly I think like it's from the in six outside, months yeah it seemed like it's just gone gangbusters so fast it, it's um, exploded yeah so congratulations so tell us all about the business like what it does who it does it for um and, and why do you do it okay so I'm only six months in and I'm still trying to get the definition of what Willie Perth, Willie Good Perth actually does and how to explain it. Yeah. So and define it. What I do is I go into a business, a venue, uh, activities, and I, as a wheelchair person or person in a wheelchair, however you want to say it, a uh, disabled person, I give my 35 years of experience to that business by showing them that. You know, mirrors shouldn't be at six foot. Um, 
you know, it's not just about ramps and toilets. There's so much more to accessibility than just ramps and toilets. Yes. So that's what I do. And do, how how often do you, like you, you just said about the, the mirrors and the toilets, which I giggled at because we've had so many discussions about that. Um, <laughs> I have so I, many photos. <laughs> so many photos. And I see people on your Instagram all the time kind of, it, it like, pings in their mind they're like of course that makes perfect sense like why would you put a, a, a mirror in a disabled access toilet so far up that anybody who is in a wheelchair can't actually see themselves in the mirror exactly um, there are have there been lots of those little moments where people have just had a little moment of realization simply from following you on instagram Absolutely. I've actually had some of my followers say now they go into bathrooms and they think, oh, my goodness, that mirror is way too high. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to have a look at Amber's Instagram, it, is, it does have quite a lot of photos of just the top of her fingertips in yes. uh, in mirrors. In and the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Um, on your website, which is great, by the way. Well, thank done. you. You talk about having all of these qualifications and lived experience, which in an ideal world should have meant that you were ripe for employment in your first chosen field, which yes. was you studied to be an education assistant for children in school. Absolutely. So and I yeah. thought that's how I would make a difference uh, with children with disabilities. Um, but obviously the system, the education system, is not built for people in wheelchairs. So that didn't work out for me, unfortunately. Yeah. And so can you tell us a bit about like that process? Like, so that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to work with kids in schools that also had disabilities um, and help. Absolutely. Yeah. And what was job hunting like? And, and <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that whole process. Hard work um, to try and explain to an able-bodied person that I can't just show up for work and be prepared and do the photocopying and that with a machine that's twice the size of me, you know. Yeah. Um, so many obstacles that it wasn't worth it in the end, unfortunately. And what kind of what are the things that they would say to you when they would basically say you haven't been successful? Uh, they were very politically correct about it. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and definitely mentioned that I, it's not because you're in a wheelchair. Right. When clearly it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that kind of led you to, to this. But at, like at any point of your life, at, well, at that particular point of your life where it felt like you knew what you wanted to do, you finished high school, you went and did further study, you were going to do this thing that you thought you could make a real impact in and then you just hit kind of barrier after barrier. Yes. you consider at that point entrepreneurship or starting a small business as any kind of an option because of not being able to access traditional employment pathways? Not at all. It was not an option for me. I never got given that at school that being an entrepreneur was an option for me, that I could independently start a business. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I had. I wish I had done this. 10 years ago, I wish I'd done it straight out of school. Um, anyone that's listening that uh, knows younger people, definitely start early. The earlier, the better. Um, if you want to be an advocate, if you want to help younger people, um, yeah, the better, the earlier you start, the better, I think. So we were talking yesterday um, about, 
you know, I've got three kids you and you've got one too and you've got a teenager and mine are just at the end of their teenagehood. Yes. Um, but so I've, we've like between us, we've witnessed so many kind of, you have career path conversations, you talk yes. about, you know, what you want to choose for year nine because that's going to lead into what you study in years 11 and 12 and that's going to lead into university. There's so many discussions with counsellors at school about what's the best pathway and even, you know, both my big kids had job fairs, overloaded job fairs. I, yes. always, um, I always giggle about the fact that Ella came home from her year 12 job fair and said, oh, my goodness, they sent the cutest Navy boys to our schools, bit lost on her. <laughs> But she was like, honestly, like they must have like handpicked those boys to come and talk at an all-girls school about joining the Navy. But never, ever, ever in any of those conversations did small business ownership ever come up as an option for these kids. Yeah, that's right. So, do um, you, yeah, do you feel as if if somebody had explained to you just the steps that you'd need to take in order to be able to work for yourself and support yourself doing it, that you would have you would have done this earlier, right? Hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I I wish, but, you know, I'm here now, I'm doing it now, so I'm just making the most of the here and the now. And my dad was a small business owner, so I take a lot of strength and a lot of my business savviness from him. Oh, awesome. I love it. So for people listening who may be at that point where they're like, wait, what are those processes to starting a business and how simple could it be and could I do it? Given that you've so recently kind of undertaken all of these things that you need to do, can you explain to us how you came to decide that this was something that you actually were going to go ahead and give a crack? Um, like what did you do first? Well, I never actually thought it would take off the way it has. and mm-hmm. I, I never, I had a little idea. Well, I thought it was a little idea. And I thought, I want to make a difference. That's my biggest thing. I want younger people with disabilities and in wheelchairs to know that they can get up and get out there and be part of society and part of the community. And the community is the thing that needs to change. The venues are the things that need to change, not us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's my main goal. Yeah. And so you started talking about that on Instagram. Yes, and I have a fabulous mentor. Um, You might know her. You don't don't need to plug me. It's okay. I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that that honestly helped. I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, If you are wanting to start a business, a small business, have someone you can lean on, that you can rely on, that can say, Days are going to be slow. Days are going to be horrible. People are going to reject you. People are not going to understand what you do. And some people just aren't going to like you. And that's okay. Keep going. Because on another day, people are going to love you. People are going to want you. People are going to understand you. And you will grow and you will succeed. I love that because it's kind of a two-pronged process, right? There's the, the first thing. The first, all the first stuff that you need to do is know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. You know, like things like getting an ABN. Um, yes. And stuff that seems like it, it might be massive and difficult and actually turns out to be quite simple. But then when you've done all those things that you think may kind of be hard, like, you know, figuring out how to look at your insights on Instagram and yes. website and figuring out what kind of blogs to write and, and learning about SEO and all those things that you think this is going to be huge and so, so difficult and I might not be able to do this. That actually turns out to be quite the easy bit. The yeah. hard bit is all the stuff that you just said. Like, what you know, why 
why have I sent out this many responses? Because you're getting a lot of emails from a lot of people saying we're super interested. And then when you tell them it's a business, they backtrack pretty fast. Yes. And they just want a free review. They don't actually want to pay for my um, 35 years of experience and my (laughs) professional business. Yeah. Yeah. And that bit's really hard. Like, you know, why, why, you know, why isn't it, why does today feel like it's a a hard, slow day? So you kind of need, you kind of need support in both of those areas. And it really is, it's the head stuff where you sit at home by yourself going, you know, is this the right decision? And am I doing it properly? That's I think way more difficult than the actual practical steps of doing all the things that you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I should, I should 100% disclaim here that, um, Amber might have been completely green. If you're listening to this thinking, um, oh, that all sounds super easy. Amber might have been completely green when it came to launching the brand and the business. However, all of the women that I've worked with in the past nearly seven years, Amber is one of those people that when she asks for advice, she actually listens to it. Then she says, I'm a bit scared of doing that or that might be a bit tricky. Then she considers it and then she actually goes and does it. Um, and then watches to see what's going to happen for feedback, checks the data to show her what she should repeat or what she should try next. And it's been such a pleasure to work with somebody who is brand new to something, so should be absolutely terrified to do it, says this is a little bit terrifying and then goes, all right, then, (laughs) does it. And it's during this process with you, I think I've really pinpointed that I think one of the skills startup entrepreneurs need is that ability to go, I'm not sure that I'm not going to be really, really scared. Not, I'm not sure that I should do it because I feel like you're like, okay, I think I should do this thing. But I'm terrified to do this because I've never done it before. Like I remember the first time you, you did a live video or something. Um, but then just going and giving it a crack. Yeah. I think it's really paid off for you, which I think is something that a lot of people listening can can take from. Yeah, just be yourself, be natural. You know, I showed up on a live with lipstick on my teeth. <laughs> It is what it is, you know, and it's out there for everyone to see. (laughs) So how do you think you get to that point where you feel fear about something and then go do it? Uh, That's just, for me, how I live my life. Um, I suppose with having a disability um, and having over 30 operations, I've had to face some really scary things in my life and in comparison, yes, these things are scary, but they're not going to kill me. Yeah. You know, and people may or may not like it. That's up to them. Um, I hope they like it and I want them to like it and I want to make a difference. That's what I'm here for. But ultimately I can't control what people think and what people say. Yeah. So I could just be me. Bit of perspective. Yeah. So I, you know, I honestly believe that this is just the beginning of something amazing for you. And yes. you know, this story, I hope, will go down in, in history as an example of like startup success. But that does not mean that it has been without downsides for you. Yes. So can you tell the people who are listening what some of the trickier moments have been just trying to navigate oh. you know, being an influencer and small business and all that kind of thing? Sorry? Being an influencer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, Some of the harder moments have been uh, businesses 
um, contacting me, being really interested, and then, as we said earlier, not wanting to actually pay for my professional service, Mm -hmm. just wanting to get what they can from me for free, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the harder aspects are growing the business. Mm. Um, Although it's enjoyable, I do enjoy, you know, being out there and doing all the PR and all the, you know, Posts every day and content and all of it. It's it's hard, mm. but that's part of being a small business. I am the small business. I am Willie Good Perth. Yeah, yeah. So trying to find that balance of not not taking on so many projects that you're yes. like exhausted by the end of the week and you have no juice left. Yes, I've learned <clears throat> very quickly that I cannot do ten a week. Yeah. I have to limit myself, otherwise by the weekend I can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I lo- so, it's That's really important because some businesswomen just continue to not learn that lesson for a really long time and, or, and then sadly end up giving up, thinking actually this is taking too much out of my life and I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so trying to find that balance I think is, is really hard. It's that um, work-life balance. Yeah. So with the, you know, a And I think a lot of people would start similar to you where they kind of create a bit of a buzz and they're putting out a lot of free content because anything on Instagram is free content. You know, you're writing blogs, you're writing for weekend notes. Um, So lots and lots of businesses are thinking, well, they've heard of you and they think, well, we can just, we can invite Amber to come and, you know, see our fringe show or whatever. and, And you're happy to do those kinds of things. Absolutely. How does it, how do you, how are you managing to kind of keep going with the trying to figure out how to create a product to charge for, to turn what is essentially a, a free kind of content? Well, yes. I have my website, um, willygoodperth.com.au. Yep. Um, and I think it's a pretty fabulous website. Um, people can go there and look at other businesses that I have audited before. They've uh, given me some recommendations. And um, then, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, come through and book. So tell us what you would do for those people and what what kind of benefit it is for for businesses to have you come in and um, show them, you know, the gaps basically. Yeah, the the benefits for the businesses is that I live and breathe disability accessibility every day. Mm-hmm. I can't go to a cafe, a restaurant, a, a venue, a activity without ringing first and asking, do you have a toilet? Do you have a ramp? Do you have acro parking? So I take all of that out for you. If I list something as accessible, it is 100% accessible. Mm -hmm. I have done the hard yakker. Yeah. The the kids you were talking about before, like the young people that are coming up who are missing out on things because there's not somewhere to go to check out, you know, they'd have to go through that same process of you, right? They have to ring and say, I'm planning to come. Here's what I need. Here's a list of questions. So it becomes quite a and exercise in planning. And quite honestly, that's enough to put anybody off wanting to go anywhere. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so what? So when you are providing these kinds of reviews that are just 
open in the world so that other people can see them. Mm-hmm. Are you hoping that it becomes a bit of a hotspot for people to be able to rock up to online and figure out the different places that they want to go? Yes, that's what I hope my website becomes, yeah. uh, a place where people can join at, like a community. You can come and you can see what's accessible, what may not be as accessible, and what's accessible to me isn't necessarily accessible to somebody else in a wheelchair. We're all different. Mm-hmm. So you get a variety. Yeah. So when you're doing all of this work to help people in your community as wheelchair users be able to access information what should the businesses that you're doing this kind of work for the businesses that aren't doing any of this kind of work what should they be doing as kind of trying to hold up their end of the bargain what would make it easier for you to visit somewhere well number one pay me (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah got that yeah (laughs) I love it Makes me so happy. <laughs> and I will be there with bells on. I will yeah. give 100% and I will give you my experiences. I will give you a detailed professional uh, order document yep. that you can, uh, the businesses can um, put up on their website. They can use in their marketing. They can show other people in wheelchairs when they have questions or other people with disabilities. Do you have disabled toilet do you have acrod parking do you have you know are your paths um you know do they not have holes in them and potholes and things that make wheeling around hard do you have carpet do you have hard wearing floors what what's your venue like what do you train your um staff in accessibility and uh, how to speak to people with disabilities yeah yeah. And then if, they're, if if businesses are listening to this and they're thinking, hang on a sec, we need to have a look at this, besides inviting you particularly and, <laughs> and, um, and paying you properly yes. to do your job, like, what are, like maybe what is the first thing that they should look at if they want to welcome more people to their, like to their cafe or their venue or their event? Their marketing and yeah. their signage. I love it. That's so interesting because you know what? Most people, I think most able-bodied people would go, well, it's ramps. Yeah. Or it's it's not just ramps and toilets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so from the get-go, from the moment that they start marketing their event or their venue, they're talking to everybody that's in their community. They're and including saying, oh, us, which is yeah. accessibility is at the heart of inclusion. Yeah, yeah I love it. Okay, so can we talk about this label that you actively pushed back against at the beginning of your journey? I'm still um, pushing against it <laughs> for anyone that's listening. So uh, Amber is definitely an influencer and she's not at all comfortable with that. Tell, talk to us about that whole, like, thought process of going, because oh. uh, uh, you just did it. You were like, oh. <laughs> I naturally just did it. Um Okay, so the label influencer does not have a nice taste to it. It just doesn't. I am happy to be a disability advocate, an accessibility advocate, but I'm not here to influence anyone. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be, you know? Yeah. Be free. 
You do influence people though, because that like you can see the way that Instagram particularly has reacted to just the creation of your account. Yes. And you know, the the messages that you get through saying, you know, I found you because my friend tagged you on yes. uh, your Instagram account. And the way that people are changing, just changing the way that they even look at venues just in Perth. And we're talking about Perth here because basically at the moment. We're kind of locked into Perth. We I mean, can't we, go anywhere. Right we're allowed now. to leave. We can't come back at the moment. No, can't wheel um, anywhere right now. No, but you know, next year or the year after, whenever we open back up, then you know, you've done extensive traveling around Australia and around the world. So absolutely, you'll be taking this with you wherever you go next. Really good Perth. We'll be taking on Australia and the rest of the world. I love it. So then. Um, your 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 kind of your influence will expand <laughs> even more. Is it just that? Is it just that you don't like you don't feel like you fit the the label of influencer, or is it you just don't like the label at all? I just feel like I don't fit into that little box of influencer. Yeah. Maybe I'll make my own box. Maybe you have, should. Maybe I'll be a really good the rebrand. Yeah, I'll be a really good influencer. I'm happy okay. with that. All right, let's. That's an agreement. I can cope with that. Okay. So ultimately, what do you hope that your bris? I think I feel like you've already asked this, but let's wrap it. Let's do it again. What do you hope that your bris, business brings to to Perth? And then when we do open back up, you know, the rest of Australia and the world, what's the biggest thing that you would hope to have happen? Probably, firstly, for disabled people and or wheelchair users. Yes. Yeah. Firstly, for people in wheelchairs and people uh, with disabilities, disabled people, um, I want them and me to be able to go to an activity or a restaurant and not have to ask 3,000 questions. Yeah. I would like to be able to join my friends and know that I can use a bathroom and access a venue and have fun. Yeah. It seems like such a simple request, right? Yeah. But the fact that you your brand exists shows that it is not at all something that most places even consider. That's right. And it's 2022, so it's time to change. I love it's, it. Yeah. yeah. Time to get with the program. Come on, people. It's 2022 yeah. already. Exactly. And then secondly, for society as a whole, you know, like obviously there are people in society that never have to think about this. They don't own no. a venue. They don't own a business. They're never running an event and they don't have to worry about accessibility. How, what is what will it do for them? It will um, educate them. Yeah. Hopefully, it will show them that there's a need for really good Perth. Yeah. Um, there's a need for still um, inclusion and uh, marketing and all those things around inclusion. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, um, for the people that don't need it it still benefits them yeah yeah because we're missing out right that's right because we're amazing people we're awesome you are awesome I quite like you (laughs) funny that (laughs) so if there's a disabled person listening right now who's frustrated by the lack of options either their career or their vocation or their passion or even just a creative outlet that keeps them motivated to you know get up and feel thrilled about their day or their week, what yeah. would you tell them about starting a small business? Just do it. <laughs> I love, I see, this is the kind of attitude that's so easy to work with. <laughs> just jump, just wheel in the deep end. Yeah. Just do it and find a mentor. 
that knows things. That knows things. Yeah. That knows all the businessy things and that can help you when, you know, you don't feel like you can help yourself. Yeah. Give you a bit of a kick up the bum. And for the people without disabilities listening, what do you hope that they take from hearing you speak today, especially about accessibility, I think? I hope that people without disabilities and without wheelchairs realise that accessibility is important. It should be mainstream. It shouldn't be a conversation anymore. It should, unfortunately, it is. Um, It should just be the norm. And we, as people in wheelchairs and disabled people, want to work with able-bodied people to make the whole world accessible for all of us. Yeah, love it. Amber, do you have a favourite word? I do this year. This year my word is more. I love it. Oh, I heard it yesterday so that my action, my reaction was actually bigger yesterday because it's just so good. It's so to the point. And Amber and I had a big conversation yesterday when we were chatting about, um, you know, all the woo-woo words that a lot of the, you know, women in the business space, a lot of people come up with a word every year and sometimes they're very kind of obtuse. And more is just so straight to the point and, like, it's, it has a level of expectation to it that I really appreciate. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. We are wrapping up. So um, Amber's going to take us out with the May Your Day Be So Crisp because she's got a good one. <laughs> take it away, Amber. May Your Day Be So Willy Crisp. <laughs> this has been so crisp. My guest has been Amber Dennis. Amber is the Wheelie Good Chair of Wheelie Good Perth, helping really good people with accessibility and inclusion advice so they can provide spaces and experiences so other wheelchair users and disabled people can live, have fun, be independent as possible, and be included. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, Jay. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.